into A to Z Sports Primetime from the Indianapolis Combine here in beautiful scenic Indiana. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford, the best in the business, the most reliable, the most dependable, and the best customer service at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook promo code A2Z Sports will get you in on all the action in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. They will make sure that you get hooked up when you plug in the promo code A2Z Sports. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. And if you are somebody who is in need of HVAC, Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com, satisfaction guaranteed is what Brymac Mechanical offers you. So there's a lot of fascinating things. The combine, the workouts themselves are officially underway sure many of you are watching this on television as it's taking place. I currently have it on television right now. Wide receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends are the ones who we're watching go through the drills at this point. And for the quarterbacks specifically, this is something we've talked a lot to John Robinson, ironically enough about. In fact, that was a big part of our conversation yesterday in discussing, you know, basically is quarterback off the table for the Tennessee Titans in this particular draft. And you will know from the GM's voice and from the GM's tone that, of course, that is not, in fact, the case. In fact, when we spoke with John Robinson yesterday on the radio show, I asked him, is there any position that's flat out off the table or at this point, is everything fair game? Just something to help the court, just something to help the football team, good players to help the football team. Ultimately, obviously, that's the goal. And when you talk to the Titans general manager about this, well, for the Titans, this is something that's very much factoring in. But we got to the combine and and even through the senior bowl, now things are starting to get a little more sorted out. But we got up here and there was a lot of a lot of different opinions, a lot of varying opinions about what this particular group of quarterbacks was going to be capable of doing, who was discernibly why uh, quarterback one who was going to have physical limitations who can you drop into an NFL offense right now and make sure that thing can hum at the level that any franchise needing a quarterback this year was going to be able to have there are very very limited options as far as that part of the conversation is concerned especially in this draft as MB points out in this draft it's absolutely better to be off the table. We have a lot of other needs and no second round pick. And this is completely so, but still quarterback continues to be a lingering conversation because when we spoke to John about it yesterday, he told us very much that that position is on the table. Like we said, the the priority is good football players is, is the quarterback position off the table this year or is no position off the table? No, I think we're always looking to, you know, to, to add players to the team that we think, you know, either from a developmental role uh, can help the football team, uh, from a depth role can help the football team. Um, you know, Logan's certainly done – he's improved. Um, you know, Ryan's done – has made a bunch of great throws for us. Yeah. He's played a lot of good football for us. Uh, unfortunately, he had a bad game or two last year, and, and, and that sticks with you, especially when it's the last game of the year. Recency bias is tough. You know, so um, – and he knows he's got to be better, and I know he's going to work his tail off to be better and improve. 
uh, just like all of our players are. Um, but I think that position, you know, you're, you're always looking at that position because it's such an important position, maybe the most important position to the football team. That's Jay Rob on the radio show yesterday. The full interview available to you uh, at the uh, in your favorite podcast app. All you got to look up is uh, my radio show, the Buck Rising Show, in your favorite podcast app. So yeah, MB is correct, right? There's a lot of needs for this football team, and backup quarterback doesn't help you immediately for obvious reasons. Even if you get into a circumstance where Ryan Tannehill's being pushed by a backup quarterback, that may not be the best thing for the sustainability of the team long term yes short term win now of course not of course that's not the case so when we kind of go through these quarterbacks and of course the top guys if you're unfamiliar in no particular order Desmond Ritter Sam Howell Malik Willis Matt Corral Kenny Pickett those are the top five quarterbacks you get into different conversations around Bailey Zappi at Western Kentucky Carson Strong at Nevada. There's a couple of other different players at that position that are going to end up going on to uh, going. I mean, Derek King is technically a quarterback, but he is somebody who is being discussed as a wide receiver as well. There's not a lot of stuff there that really entices you as far as this group is concerned. And really, as Stacey Wills brings up on Facebook Live, tight end, wide receiver, pass catchers, those are critical to the future sustainability of the football team. But I want to talk through this with you guys with your Two Rivers Ford take. Who do you believe, let's say of the five quarterbacks that I just named, again, Mac, uh, no particular order, Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis. You've got, um, oh, you've, I just went through the five names. You've got Sam Howell at North Carolina, and you have Desmond Ritter at Cincinnati. So of those five players, who is quarterback one in this draft? Uh, there are being there are comparisons being made between Desmond Ritter and Marcus Mariota, which I uh, find particular int- particularly interesting, especially since when I spoke to Desmond Ritter at the Senior Bowl, he was saying that he modeled a lot of his game off of Ryan Tannehill and different parts of it off of Deshaun Watson, which is a fascinating case study in what this guy may be capable of or where he thinks he best projects at this point. But who do you believe to be QB one? in this NFL draft. It's your Two Rivers Ford take. Let me know in the comment section, and we will discuss as you do that. I will tell you about Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is the best in the business because their quality American-made Ford vehicles are, of course, a superior product, but they offer you superior customer service, which is, of course, critical. They've been operating and doing business in Middle Tennessee with honesty and integrity for nearly 40 years, since 1983, and that model is tested and true. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet. Find out more about the Built For You program today at tworiversford.com. So, your Two Rivers Ford take. Who do you believe to be QB1 in this current NFL draft class? Let's talk about it together in the comment section, and uh, we'll read the best ones or the most coherent ones that we have at this point. For, let's see, right, or Stephen uh, Snyder says Desmond Ritter because of Mike Vrabel and Luke Fickle's relationship, but Stephen, I think you're playing a different game, right? You're saying, who's QB1 for the Titans? There is no QB1 for the Titans in this draft, right? And I'll throw that comment up on the screen so uh, people can see it. Desmond Ritter, because of Mike Vrabel, and Luke Fickle's relationship. Now, Mike Vrabel and Luke Fickle are very close. Uh, Mike Vrabel will know more about Desmond Ritter than probably any other NFL head coach who's at this combine because I think 
either Vrabel was Fickle's best man or Fickle was Vrabel's best man. I can't recall exactly which which way it goes, and it may well be that both are so. But Desmond Ritter is not QB1 because of the Titans head coach relationship with the Cincinnati head coach. Desmond Ritter, if you think he's QB1, it's because he's the most pro-ready, the most ready to go, the most easy to drop into systems X, Y, and Z and win football games right out of the gate, which is how NFL talent evaluators are going to discuss this. Malik Willis, um, his ceiling, it seems to be without limit, but there are some concerns about how much he's going to be able to do right away just because what they, the offense they ran at Liberty didn't require him to, to operate in ways that NFL offenses will require him to operate. He has a lot to learn about the mechanics of playing NFL quarterback coming from an offense that was limited by play design. When you get into the other guys, whether it be Sam Howell, who's coming off a disappointing season, but understanding that there were some moving parts at North Carolina and some things that he did that required him to elevate himself in a way that he really never seemed to achieve the kind of discussion. I mean, think about it. The first overall pick preseason, I mean, prior to last college football season, we were talking about Spencer Rattler's pro- the most probable first overall selection in this upcoming NFL draft. Aiden Hutchinson was in that discussion as well. But, I mean, really, Spencer Rattler was QB1 for, for the draft prospects, for the upcoming Heisman situation. And all of a sudden, that guy falls off a cliff. He gets benched at Oklahoma, and the conversation around the quarterbacks completely changed. So 26th overall, is Desmond Ritter worthy of the Titans' first-round pick? Sure. Is he the QB1 at this point? Of course not. Uh, Diorski on Twitter says, you missed Chris Olave's 426-40 time. No, I've got it on the I've got it on the television right in front of me, Diorski. Uh, in fact, we talked about it right off the top of the show. Uh, listen, I, I love you, and, and I say this out of respect. I don't say this to be dismissive. I don't say this to be disrespectful. If you guys are telling me football information in real time, I, there's always a chance that I've missed something, but more often than not, I'm going to have seen it before – you guys have, and again, I, that doesn't mean you should stop commenting with information as you see it come up, but like, there's no way, uh, I mean, there's no way that I'm going to miss Chris Olave. I mean, it's literally my job to sit here and watch watch the combine while we do the show and while we talk about the combine. I love you, respectfully. Uh, but who is QB1 at this point? NFL talent evaluators have gone back and forth on this, and this was something that Greg Cosell and I discussed earlier today on the radio show as well. And when you kind of boil it down to its most basic form, who can you drop into the most amount of systems right away? The answer mostly seems to be Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett from Pitt joining us along with Emory Hunt and Ryan Wilson. Took you a little bit to get here. You and Desmond Ritter got backed up just a little bit. Uh, what's it been like for you today so far? Yeah, it's been busy. Uh, the, <laughs> the couple of days we've been here, it's nonstop, starting like 6 in the morning till uh, about 11.30 at night. So uh, they do a good job of keeping us pretty busy. So I'm sure you try to tune out the noise, but how do you manage the expectations that it now go back to October, November in terms of the, the not, I don't want to say Kenny Pickett hype, you had a great season, but the conversations about first-round pick, where are you going to go, you get to the Senior Bowl, you, you had a really good re- week there. Um, how do you manage that and, and try to keep yourself in check as we get closer to the actual draft? Yeah, just, you know, being myself, working hard, you know, what, 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 doing what got me here, I'd say, um, not changing. So it's just uh, I'm doing what I love, and this has been my dream to, to be in this seat, so I'm really enjoying it. 
So at this point, Kenny Pickett is going to be among the quarterbacks who are going to go through all of the drills at this point. He got his hand sized, officially measured, I believe. Just for those of you who care, uh, he does have below average hand size at the quarterback position. It doesn't mean that it's completely unimportant, but it's probably not as important as most people are making it out to be. He, by the way, uh, just for what the number you've all been waiting for is what Dane Brugler tweeted, which made me laugh. Kenny Pickett, eight and a half and one half inch hands at this point. So, for example, somebody like Traylon Burks, a wide receiver, nine and seven, seven eighths inch hands. Um, For the wide receiver position, hand size critical to both of those positions, but quarterback in particular as far as ball security. And if you're going to be drafted in the AFC North, as it is likely that that guy is, you want to make sure that you are able to hang on to the football. Um, When you kind of uh, when you kind of jump in on these uh, on these quarterbacks, Kenny Pickett seems to be the most pro ready. Does that mean he's going to have the best career? No. Does that mean? That he has some that he has a trait that the others don't that's going to physically overwhelm you and blow you away. No, in fact, it's quite the opposite in the case of Kenny Pickett. But as far as solid, reliable, and easiest to project to the most pro systems is concerned, Kenny Pickett is the answer to who is coming out as QB one in this NFL draft. We're going to talk about this more. Who do you think? You could think I'm wrong. You could think the NFL talent evaluators are wrong. Who do you think is quarterback one in this draft class? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. While you do that, I'll tell you about conference championships coming up in college basketball and how you can get ready to feel the excitement like never before. You can turn your team's victory into your own big win with DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbooks apps. New customer can bet new customers can bet $5 on any team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A to Z Sports. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do, if they win, you win with promo code A to Z Sports this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line, 1-800-889-9789. So now at this point, you are looking at a situation where Kenny Pickett is starting to emerge as QB1 in this draft. Um, dude just broke the record, uh, says Derek R. Is four two six is not the record. because uh, CJ CJ ran a four two four, right? So four two six is not the record. Um, unless I'm uh, oh wait, are we talking about uh we're talking about Taekwon Thornton? Oh wow, four two one. I just saw that come across my screen. Four two one unofficial forty time at this point is what they're measuring him. He's the but uh, Baylor wide receiver Tyquan Thornton just broke the all-time, might have just broken the all-time 40 with a 4.21 unofficial at this point. So we'll see what it officially comes in at. That's wild, 4.21. Faster than Cheetah, 4.22 is the record um, from a couple of years ago. Oh, I said, uh, was it, I think Ross was the last name of the wide receiver. I can't remember 
Ross's first name. He ended up going to the Cincinnati Bengals, if memory serves. Been a while uh, since we've uh, since we've seen somebody get into that range. We've got guys, John Ross, thank you. John Ross, Dion Bonner says, guys who have threatened uh, who have threatened that record in past years in unofficial measurements, certainly. But man, that is uh, that is massive for Tyquan Thornton to be able to just outright burn it on the forty. Doesn't mean he's great. Doesn't mean he's the best wide receiver. Just means he runs really, really fast in a straight line, which is a valuable commodity. Uh, let's move on and let's discuss the NFL team with the most interesting quarterback situation because the Titans are in an interesting situation, but one that seems to be basically resolved at this point. There's a lot of other NFL teams, whether it be in the draft or free agency, whether they're getting ready to cut their incumbent starter in the case of the Indianapolis Colts or move on from guys who retired in the India uh, in the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Which NFL team has the most interesting QB situation in 2022? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com. That's where you go for your dream address without the stress. GaryAshton.com will put you in the position to succeed with the Intel edge that only they can provide to you. They're the official real estate agent of the Titans, the Preds, and A to Z Sports Prime Time. GaryAshton.com is where you go. Find out more from the Gary Ashton team today. Who's got the most interesting quarterback situation at this point? For Steven, he says the Pittsburgh Steelers. Stacy Wills is inclined to, uh, to agree. So let's kind of run through the list, right? Tampa is obviously fascinating. Losing Tom Brady. Pittsburgh is going to be interesting to see how that circumstance comes comes about because Big Ben has retired as well. You've got Aaron Rodgers who may move, more likely is not going to move, but still is making his own decision. And if anybody is going to predict what Aaron Rodgers is going to do, I would say you are more than likely going to be wrong because none of us know. What goes on in that guy's head? Indianapolis here at the at the stadium where they play directly behind me where all these drills are being run as I try to do my best weatherman impression. Lucas Oil right here. In fact, if you I don't know if you can read that, but that's the Lucas Oil sign uh, right by, behind my hotel here. Um, the Colts and Carson Wentz, God knows what they're going to Well, it seems like everybody knows what they're going to do. They're going to get rid of him. But how they're going to replace him is the biggest part of the intrigue, considering that they've cycled through a bunch of these dudes at this point. I mean, you've got rookies who haven't panned out. The Jags and the Jets, God knows what's going to happen to them. Justin Fields in Chicago is still a mystery as well, and we don't know what the Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo scenario is going to bear out. Um, whether, Whether Ryan Tannehill is somebody that is going to keep his job in 2022 seems largely irrelevant because it it all but seems a given at this point. But when I uh, but when I look at the most interesting quarterback situation from all the different teams, especially this week at the Combine, the Steelers seem like the most interesting, but for a reason that's deeply confusing to me. All right, Steelers in a transitional period, not just on the field, but in the front office as well. Of course, Big Ben walking away from the game, he's done. And their general manager 
Kevin Colbert is going to be stepping down after the draft. So uh, a lot up in the air for Pittsburgh. Let's hear from Mr. Colbert. I believe it's a quality class. There might not be the number of players at that position that there have been in the past, but it's certainly good quality, and there's going to be starting NFL quarterbacks coming out of this class for sure. So if you heard in that clip, courtesy of CBS Sports, not only is Big Ben retiring, but the general manager is leaving as well. Kevin Colbert, the man at the podium, the man who's here and getting ready to draft on behalf of the on behalf of the Steelers. The Steelers are also interviewing people like Lewis Riddick for their general manager job while Kevin Colbert is getting ready to go through the draft process. It's fascinating the quarterback situation in Pittsburgh because the guy who may draft the quarterback is not going to be there as the GM. I don't know that we've seen a scenario like this in my, in at least in my recent memory covering the NFL, I don't think I've ever seen a circumstance where the GM has already made it clear that he intends to leave and he's going to draft the quarterback for his successor after almost 20 years of Ben Roethlisberger. What sense does that make at all? Stephen Crozier says, why? Kevin Colbert should have just retired and let the Steelers hire a new GM so that the new GM doesn't get screwed over in year one. Exactly so. This I, I have no idea what kind of what kind of for lack of a better term what kind of terms a new Steelers GM is going to be brought in under. What I do know is that even while the GM is being sought after, the current one, the guy who's on his way out the door, is going to end up maybe taking another position, but still is going to draft the quarterback of the future. I don't care if that's if that's going to be the case. I don't care that uh, that Kevin Colbert is going to remain on the staff. I want to know why the hell he gets to pick the quarterback if he ends up getting to select the quarterback or if he's just intended as a figurehead right now. Pittsburgh is interesting. Denver is up there as well. Again, Aaron Rodgers looms over all of this, Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson as well. But I think the Steelers are... Really, really interesting because that team, I assume they have a plan. They've, they're always a well-run organization. I have to give them the benefit of the doubt, but this circumstance seems particularly odd to me. Let's wrap things up on this Thursday night with a Brimac bounce-back candidate. Who needs to bounce back the most in sports this weekend? Let me know. It could be LeBron James and the Lakers who have been absolutely wretched down the stretch, it is a uh, you. It could be you know my Indiana Hoosiers who blew it in the la- in the final seconds against Rutgers last night. It could be Vanderbilt who just lost a game to to Florida to probably eliminate them. I mean, from to eliminate them from NIT contention because all they needed it was a winning winning record and they couldn't beat a mediocre SEC team at home, even though they themselves are a mediocre SEC team. Who needs to bounce back in sports? the most this weekend. You give me your answer, and while you do that, I'll tell you about Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com, satisfaction guaranteed on all 
of your HVAC needs. Brimac is the best in the business. They've got you covered commercially, residentially. Brimac.com is the place that you go. Chris Hamby, Miss Sherry, the best in the business at Brimac.com. Who needs to bounce back? Chris Frazier says the Lakers give up. Steven says 100% the Lakers. Uh, for me, there's a variety of different people who need to bounce back. I would like to see, uh, I would like to see somebody, uh, I would like to see, <laughs> I would like to see truly the Tennessee Titans this weekend bounce back as far as draft evaluation is concerned. Now that's not my bounce back candidate. I've got a different one that I'm going to give to you, but I think that there's a lot of scrutiny on this draft class in particular for John Robinson and the Tennessee Titans and that there will be a lot of discussion around how much they are able to keep this thing competitive because of the window that they currently occupy. Who needs to bounce back the most in sports this week? Let me know, and we'll talk about it together. Rob Manfred, of course, for producer Reed and Steven Snyder, the commissioner of baseball. 91 games we are going to miss because opening day, the first two series of the MLB season for every team were canceled. So that's 91 total games just off the board. Uh, because of the labor lawyer, Rob Manfred, being unable to negotiate with the labor in ways that are hindering his league and making nobody care about the sport of baseball. Who needs to bounce back the most? I think, just coming off the combine weekend, Preds need to bounce back another loss last night to Seattle. I didn't, I wasn't, I mean, I was up when that game was being played and I saw the highlights on my phone, but I did not see the game itself to see how they fell to Seattle. But the Preds have been uh, less stable since the All-Star break, really. They've been they've had a few more lows than they have highs at this point. So you'd like to see them iron that out if you're a Nashville sports fan. But more than anything, I, I need to see the Miami Dolphins bounce back because nobody has had a worse offseason than the godforsaken Miami Dolphins. Dolphins GM Chris Greer spoke to reporters yesterday, and he said a couple of things that caught our eye. First of all, he said the door is indeed slammed shut on a pursuit of quarterback Deshaun Watson. Watson's still available. Lovey Smith, the coach of the Texans, is basically begging someone to end this thing. Let's move on. Let's move forward. Let's get it done. Well, if the phone calls... If the phone rings, if someone calls, if the phone calls, the uh, team on the other end is not going to be the Miami Dolphins, according to Chris Greer. Now, it wouldn't be the first time somebody said something that wasn't true, but on this point, he's I believe writing them, a check. Don't you, on this one? He's writing a pretty clear yeah. check. Yeah. If, if, if they end up trading for Deshaun Watson, like if this was just some kind of weird leverage play because the Texans just want too much or whatever the case may be, then it will be, and I won't say the ultimate proof because it'll, it'll just be the latest example of how they say one thing and do another. But I kind of believe him on this one. Miami Dolphins are a wasteland of a franchise right now. And whether you want to see them bounce back, NBC is the way that they treated Brian Flores. He has no interest in seeing the Miami Dolphins bounce back. I completely understand the sentiment. They're a poorly run organization. Their owner seems to be uh, fairly shady, and of course they are uh, they are uh, dragging a man through the streets who is a winning head coach and publicly trying to character assassinate him after they fired him because the firing of uh, Brian Flores was so 
poorly received. Chris Frazier says, stop talking about it and it will end. Um, it's the conversation is never going to stop outright, Chris, because I wish it was that simple, right? If, I mean, if that was all it took, what, what, what I do, you know, uh, what would I do on primetime? If something happens with Deshaun Watson, if Deshaun Watson, who's relevant to the Tennessee Titans in the division, something happens with Deshaun Watson or somebody comments on Deshaun Watson, we don't talk about it. That seems like a, maybe don't, we don't have to spend so much time on it, but to completely shut off the discussion about it seems counterproductive as well. That organization, though, for having made one playoff appearance, I mean, the Dolphins have been so ungodly awful, and it doesn't seem to matter who their coach is, who their general manager is. The issue is the top. The issue is the ownership, because that guy seems to meddle in things that he doesn't know how to do properly in a way that well-oiled, well-run football teams, football franchises need to do. He's just a billionaire playing with his millionaires as toys. And that is problematic if you're trying to get the situation off the ground. Derek R says, whatever happened with the lawsuit? Real question. I'm curious, you know, I'm not sure where they are in the phase, in the current phase of the lawsuit. It seems like things, you know, the Super Bowl was played and everybody kind of moved on, but that's still, I think they're still in the discovery phase, but I I don't have the proper, a, a quick Google search would be able to give you a better answer than I can right now, Derek. I, I'm not familiar with where exactly they are in the process of trying to uh, determine fault in over the course of that lawsuit. Um, so, yeah, the Dolphins, if they're to bounce back, now would be a good time, the NFL draft. But there's little precious little – bad teams stay bad because they're run poorly. And the Miami Dolphins for the past 25 years have been run poorly. What, the, what hasn't gone poorly is this show this week. I thought we've done a lot of fun shows. I appreciate you guys hanging out here with me in Indianapolis. Sunday night, we'll still be here in Indy, and then Monday I'll uh, be back in Nashville uh, before 10 a.m. to do the radio show, as a matter of fact, and bring you all kinds of great nuggets from the full week of Combine work, a lot of Titans uh, conversations as well, and what's going on with the wide receiver position in particular, because there's a lot of stuff that we have yet to dissect. Have a fantastic weekend. Radio show tomorrow is going to be great. 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone, 10 to 1 Central Time. We've got uh, we've got Coach Dave McGinnis. We've got Ron Slay to talk ball hoops. We've got a lot of different things that we need to get into uh, and a lot of great guests. John Ledyard from Cuter Report. All, I, I don't need to give you the full laundry list. Just come hang out on the radio show. That's going to be great. Podcast tomorrow with Teron Davenport as well, and we'll discuss the primetime at great length. We'll see you on Sunday night on A to Z Sports Primetime.